From Hagerstown, Maryland, the Associated Builders and Contractors of Cumberland Valley bring you their weekly podcast. This week we are talking to safety professionals from our members within ABC about how they're dealing with some of the new regulations for the COVID-19 outbreak. So let's join in on the conversation. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to this week's uh, safety podcast, uh, Safety During the COVID-19 Times. Um, We want to welcome everybody that's listening this week. Hopefully everybody has recovered from uh, the large Memorial Day stay-at-home holiday and uh, everybody is uh, ready to go. So hopefully nobody's hung over or anything like that from Monday. It is now Wednesday, so hopefully hopefully everybody's in good shape today. Um, Wanted to start out today and kind of talk about some of the new guidelines that came out from the CDC uh, last week. Um, The CDC is now saying that uh, the uh, real way that uh, COVID-19 is transmitted or the main way is from person-to-person contact, not so much from other surfaces. Um, So uh, we we may not need to let our shopping bags, uh, uh, you know, disinfect themselves in the car for 24 hours before we take them in the house, Um, which is good news, I think, um, that uh, maybe it's a little bit harder to, to catch COVID-19 from hard surfaces, so to speak, uh, doorknobs and desk and photocopiers and things of that nature. Um, this news coming out from the CDC, how have your companies um, looked at this information? Have you guys changed anything? And uh, what are your thoughts on what the CDC is now saying um, about the uh, uh, the guidelines and the uh, procedures that we probably need to be going through on job sites and in our personal lives as well. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? We haven't changed anything because of that. It's still um, kind of been a good opportunity for us to just go the extra mile with cleaning, disinfecting tools as a return from job sites. Um, inspection process all happens at the same time, but no, we haven't changed anything at all because of this. Yeah, we haven't. We haven't either. I mean, even, you know, just even in our offices, they're still following the same procedures. Um, I think it was, I guess, a week ago, Tuesday or so last week, the CDC came out with that. So um, it's still kind of new. I don't know that it's necessarily surprising. Um, I mean, you know, initially there were so many unknowns and, and fears surrounding it that it kind of makes sense, you know, the way that they – kind of tried to lock everything down, you know, as far as how it could be spread because there were so many unknowns surrounding it. But, you know, I'd expect it as they learn more about it, uh, more testing's done, um, that they'll start to, to lighten up, you know, on, on some of the expectations. Um, but, you know, from a, you know, from a policy perspective, you know, and how companies handle it, I think it's, it's always best to be uh, to take it a little bit more serious. So, you know, they kind of created this, um, this mindset that you need to be, you know, super sensitive to it and, and these different ways that it can be transmitted, which is ultimately, I think, going to be better, you know, for how companies uh, handle it or how they look at it um, so that it's not just, you know, person to person, you know, it's you totally, it changes the way you think about it. So when you think that it could be sitting on a surface, 
you know, you're, you're a little bit more sensitive to it, you know, so now to lighten that up, to take that piece out um, is, you know, I, I think people are still going to consider, I mean, I, we still have hand sanitizer, of course, but, you know, wipes, disinfecting wipes all around the office. Um, you know, I've seen a lot of clients that have it the same in their offices. And I don't think that's, that's going to go away because, you know, mentally it's still in everyone's mind that that could be sitting on that surface, you know, so, you know, just a kind of sensitivity to the, the cleanliness um, of it. I, I don't know that it's going to go away. At least I haven't seen it go away quite yet. So I, I'm not getting the feeling that uh, any of you guys are rushing over to the office to give me a hug today then. Is that the case? True. <laughs> Bill, what, what are your thoughts on the new uh, CDC guidelines? On the project sites, we're remaining the same as what we've been doing. I don't think that will change for a while just because of the volume of people typically on a job site. <clears throat> we're getting to the, the point we're going to reopen our office. That's a different scenario. Um, you know, looking at some of the numbers that are changing um, as far as the longevity of this SARS-CoV-2 on surfaces, I think they pretty much cut everything by three quarters or a half on the different materials. Um, I think what we really need to look at is, is maintaining staff in their, in their offices. I mean, if they're gonna go outside the office, wear a mask, that type of thing to visit somebody else. Um, the services used all the time, light switches, phones, that type of stuff need to be disinfected more regularly. Again, that, you know, how many times does a typical person touch their face in a day? You know, I mean, that's hard to count sometimes. But I think they need to be cognitive of that as uh, this, this is out there and about, you know, again, washing hands routinely is typical, um, using some other type of product to clean your hands if you're touching other services. I think that's the whole part of opening offices, and you guys are probably more aware of that than I am since you guys have been open for a while. And we haven't, but that's how we're approaching at this point in time. Well, we're kind of doing the same as well, kind of jumping on what Bill and Josh said is we're still really promoting, you know, washing your hands, the cough and sneeze in your arm, um, you know, just that general sanitation. But like Josh said, it's in your mind. So I think people have been a little bit better about that, but for the most part, it hasn't changed anything. As a, uh, a side note, um, and, and we're talking about hygiene and, and, and uh, general hygiene in, in reality, but one of the things that hit me as well the other day, um, you know, yes, the, it's great news that maybe we can't catch it as easily off of, uh, off of hard surfaces. The masks are still, uh, you know, in the regulations in all of our states that we're sitting in right now. Um, one thing that I'm sure everybody is doing, but it's just a reminder that we should be also training that for cloth mask and those types of things, um, that there's, there are some cleanliness issues that around wearing those on a daily basis. Um, and we need to make sure that we're washing them or we're changing them out. Um, and and I, was, I was thinking of all the bad things we all know from respirators. If you don't keep your respirator properly clean, all the bad things, bad bacteria and things that can grow there and those things can happen. Um, but we wanna make sure as a reminder to everybody listening that you're training your employees and, and they're taking that home as well 
um, and telling their families to make sure that they're washing them because I'm kind of picturing um, people that have been wearing a mask now for three, four weeks and maybe have never washed it or never uh, cleaned it. And uh, that could cause some other um, respiratory issues and some other things uh, to happen. So we want to make sure that we're, we're continuing down that road. But back to the CDC guidelines, uh, uh, Donnie, uh, what about uh, you guys? What do, what do you think there? Um, currently at this time, we haven't changed from the course of, you know, we're still disinfecting um, those surfaces that are touched frequently. Um, office workers are still working from home at this point in time. So like Josh said, it's kind of new. Um, something may change later on, but as far as digging and rigging, we're, we're still staying the course um, as we started. Okay, anybody else on, uh, on the new CDC guidelines? Um, I think it's interesting that we all just gave the same answer you know, when, when, they, when they told you that it was on the surfaces, you know, we all would have jumped to make sure that we're taking care of that. But now that it's not, or they're saying that's not necessarily a sensitive area, we haven't really made any changes to it. You know, I'd be interested to see, you know, outside of the construction industry, kind of how that's, how that's being handled or, or looked at. I mean, because you would think the answer would have been that some, somebody would say, man, that's been a pain, you know, keeping those disinfecting wipes here and there. And, but that isn't really the case. Like, you know, as we talk about the new normal, um, it might be normal to keep disinfecting wipes in all of our offices. to wipe down those surfaces after every day. You, you know, I know Jason's talked a lot about his clean house and making sure that, you know, what comes back into to their facilities clean, but I think it's interesting that we all just gave the same answer when, you know, I guess technically we could have said, shoot, we, as soon as we heard that, we lifted it, you know, the disinfecting wipes, we kind of got rid of them, you know, we keep one around for that sensitive guy in the office or that sensitive, you know, person that might be coming in that needs to see it, but for the most part, CDC doesn't require it, so we got rid of it, but that wasn't, that wasn't our, our response, and I think that's interesting because we talked about the new normal so many times over the past 10 weeks and that that might be one of those areas that that the whole sensitivity to cleanliness doesn't really go away true it, interestingly uh, uh just the other evening i went to uh, uh i guess that was yesterday evening um i went to food line and uh you know the grocery stores have had to pay and well i'm saying pay an extra person whether it's really extra or not but uh, they're paying somebody to stand outside and to disinfect the uh, carts um, as they come back in. And uh, it was late. I had to make a quick run to food line to get something. And uh, I, when I went in, I noticed that person was there. And I got to thinking about it and I thought, well, I had been there on Sunday night and that person wasn't there. And I said, I asked the person and they said, actually, you know, Food Lion, when the CDC guidelines had come out, they stopped disinfecting their carts. And the, the general public coming in was kind of upset with them and they, got, they received enough complaints from people coming in that they went back to disinfecting the carts. Um, and, and, you know, so it's interesting that what I'm getting at is I think um, our employees, um, uh, you know, uh, patrons of stores, people have come to expect a certain level 
of service, I'm going to call it, around disinfecting and those types of things. And if they don't see it, they're hesitant to go in. Um, you know, they're hesitant to go to that store. They're hesitant to get a cart. So it's, it's kind of fascinating. I agree, Amos. Well, also, I thought it was, um, it, it was ironic that uh, I read an article in the National Safety Council Safety and Health magazine that uh, the EPA has also developed a mobile app um, that allows you to look at over 400 disinfectant products that have been approved uh, to kill the, the SARS uh, coronavirus. Um, so, you know, if anybody wants to download that app to know what chemicals are on that, um, that is a, another resource as well. I think going back to what Bill said too, with, with the people not being happy that it's not being disinfected is just the fact that it is still a lot of unknown and while yes right now it's changed and you know they're saying that it's not as contagious from the hard surfaces we don't know two weeks from now a month from now they could come back and, and reverse that decision again so you have those individuals that are saying hey why not keep doing what you're doing right now until we know more about what's going on because it is still new and there are still testing going on and, and new stuff is being found every day about it. You know, and even if it's not this, say it's just the, you know, you might prevent somebody from getting the common cold or, you know, the, the strand of flu that goes around every year or, you know, some other sickness, you know, you might prevent that. Um, and that was kind of our mentality here of even after this is over, we still want to continue these new ways um, you know, just to hopefully have a, a healthier workplace. You know, and, and from that point, um, and, and this will be uh, interesting to see, um, but if everybody continues down that road and the number of flu cases go down and the number of, of common cold cases go down, maybe the number of, uh, I forget which hepatitis can be caught, but, you know, the, the, the numbers of things go down, um, you know, will there be in the future insurance incentives as there are for, for health programs and things like that? You know, if your business has a, uh, for lack of better terms, your business has a pandemic procedure book and we follow that every day, you know, will, will health insurance start to uh, look at that and say, hey, we're going to incentivize this, um, which just an interesting thought. None of us have that answer at this point, but over the past several years, we've seen many health insurance companies uh, jump on board with, if you have a wellness program for your employees, we're going to lower your, uh, your rates. Um, so it's another angle, you know, to kind of look at. And a great segue, um, we're talking about apps and technology. Just as we were sitting here, I received an email, um, and uh, I'm going to throw this out there. But, you know, there are several um, social tracking apps that are coming on board that you can get for your iPhone that as you're walking down the street, if the person within 10 feet of you uh, has you know, the same app and they've had the coronavirus and they plug that into their app, it's going to let you know that you just walked by somebody that has the coronavirus. Um, and and I, I see issues with that, you know, in general. 
Um, but it sounds like uh, the state of Pennsylvania is talking about instituting uh, an opt-in for something like that. Uh, Australia has made a sell to, to do that as well. Um, you know, is that something that would be valuable? What do you guys think about that? Um, have you considered that in your own businesses? Silence speaks volumes. Not everybody at one time. Um, that, 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 that answers the question. Um, it, it's fascinating though, um, you know, in general, it looks like different areas of the world, you know, have started to say, hey, this is something that we want to try. Um, there was some talk about universities and high schools, um, you know, uh, doing something of that nature as well. Um, so I'm sure there will be much more to come on that, um, but we'll see what happens. And my, my next question and, and thought was around the employees. Um, we've heard some scuttlebutt, I'm going to say. Um, there's so much information out there in the news. Depends on what news channel you watch. Um, you know that uh, you know we're, we're we're going back to work too early. We should stay shut down till the fall. We should open back up earlier. All of these different things. What are the general employees out there? You know, and I think the construction industry um, has been the the first to go back to work in most states. In some states, they never stopped working. We've adapted very, very quickly, and, and I think in a lot of cases could be the showcase of, uh, of what to do, how to do it, and how to keep our employees safe. But what are the employees, if you guys had any encounters, does the morale of employees still seem to be pretty high? You know, we're, we're coming off of a holiday, um, typically would have been a holiday of large gatherings, and, and I'm assuming a lot of people stayed home. They didn't have those large gatherings. What's the morale like? Most of the people I talk to um, are kind of, they're over it. Um, they realize there is a virus there and that it is dangerous for some. Um, but, you know, they are starting to have problems with the, the government, you know, trying to protect us from ourselves, if you will. And a lot of people think it's politically motivated so they're they're kind of done with it yeah i've seen both i mean we've we've got we've it's certainly you know nice we were able to come back in the office last monday um and so it's you know it's certainly been nicer to, to have the interaction but you still have the folks that are sensitive to it you know some people you know have the masks on and um you know, so i've seen both sides of it i've as i get outside of here and talk you know to more people i'm hearing what jason's saying they're just kind of done with it. I mean, it's, you know, at least in our area here. And as you get down closer to, to Montgomery County and, you know, into those areas, it's a little bit different. Um, I've got a brother that lives in Frederick and in a commuting development. And so he's got a lot of folks that work in the health system around him. So he's super sensitive to it because of those folks that are around him that are still driving into it back every day to their family. So I think everybody's individual situation kind of drives that, um, depending on where you live and where you work, you know, as to who you come into contact with. I mean, around here, you don't really, I mean, I don't really know anyone who's gotten it. So it's, it's kind of tough to, to be that sensitive when it hasn't, you haven't encountered it. Um, 
But, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, for the most part, you know, people are, are ready to kind of get back to get back to normal. And, you know, as the weather warms up and people want to get outside and have those barbecues and do those things, that makes it a little bit more difficult to, to not do that, not get into it when you really haven't experienced the negative as far as the sickness. So, Another question. I'm just curious uh, because the, the question has come up numerous times. How many of us on this call have had – uh, had or known anybody that has contracted COVID-19? Has anybody actually known of anybody, you know, within their own uh, personal ring? I'm not asking if you've been in contact with them. What I'm asking is, have, do, have any of us known anybody to have had COVID-19 yet in our area? I've got, um, I think, five friends. Um, now, four of those are a family that all live together, um, and then uh, my neighbor was was one of those. And then you know we've had numerous coworkers um, here that have had it as well. Okay. Anybody else? I do not know of anybody um, who has had it or or currently has it. Okay, I was just curious. Um, I, I've only actually known, I, I know of two people, um, that was in the Mercersburg area, uh, that had it, um, and they, they're a family, they live together, um, so they, they both had it, um, and, uh, you know, overall, it was, it was interesting to me, um, one of them fared very well, and the other, you know, didn't end up in the hospital, but, uh, one of them, really mild symptoms and the other one had very, I don't want to say severe, but much more severe symptoms than the other. They both were tested and, and, and uh, came back positive for COVID-19. Um, but it was interesting to me, um, two people apparently of, uh, you know, from my standpoint, fairly healthy, pretty active people, I'd say very similar, a man and a woman. And uh, the uh, woman had very mild symptoms. The man had very, uh, or much more severe symptoms. Um, it's one of those things, the question has come up numerous times from different people that have called to ask questions uh, from our members. You know, how many people out there do we know have, have had it? Um, because some people don't, have not seen any of it and other people have seen a few people that have had it. So very, very interesting. What else do we have to add for the good of the order? I think a vaccine is going to change the way a lot of people feel about it too. I mean, that's once you see the vaccine or once they have something available, I think that's going to change just that kind of the mentally how people deal with it. You know, if they do decide to get the vaccine, I mean, it kind of safeguards them a little bit, whereas right now that's not available. So I think that creates a little bit of the fear. Yeah, I agree. Amos, have we seen, do we know as far as, has, has anybody seen a breakdown of like industry? I mean, that's construction. I know that may be tough to do, but, you know, so many of the cases are driven by, you know, the, the senior living centers and we've seen them, you know, really large amounts come from that. But, um, I mean, to see construction, it hasn't really closed down that much. You know, it almost seems as if like the construction industry is really kind of spearheaded, you know, all of these because it hasn't closed. You know, they've, at least here in Maryland, 
has been able to stay open and has had to create policies and programs and you know take the safety measures to stay open and, and continue to operate it'd be interesting to see you know how many cases have come from construction versus office environments or you know however they might break down those industries I've, so I've, the, yeah. the only only information that that i have seen remotely like that we, we've not seen anything that has been broken down by uh, NAICS codes or anything like that the only thing that we have or that I have seen are several studies and articles about uh, manufacturing and businesses that people work super close to each other and there is evidence to say um, in those environments where people are working right next to each other, once one person gets it, you're going to have, you know, you're going to have 30 out of a hundred um, is kind of what it, it, it seems like. Um, our industry being, you know, maybe 50, 50, 50% outside, 50% inside, um, the general feeling I get is that the construction industry has not been hit super hard. At the same time, um, talking for the, the entire state of Maryland, all four chapters, um, the job sites that have had one case have had a few cases. So it still goes to say that once somebody has it, that inner ring is broken, um, you're going to end up with a few people, but it seems to spread much more rapidly and aggressively in those areas where more people are working closer together. The other study that I have seen um, are the grocery stores, convenience stores, and those types of things. It doesn't seem to be as widespread in those areas. And when you think about a grocery store, that cashier is seeing um, how many hundreds of people a day maybe. Um, and it, it doesn't seem to be that bad as far as the spread from what, what I have read. At the same time, the grocery stores and convenience stores and those folks have really led the way on that type of business as far as protecting their employees. They put the sneeze guards up, they're disinfecting things. They put uh, you know stuff over the credit card machine so you don't have to touch it, all of those things. Um, the real question is going to be, there are going to be some that are going to say, well, this was all a hoax and we didn't need to do any of it. Um, and there are going to be some that say, well, if we wouldn't have done all of this, we would be in much worse shape. I don't think we're ever going to know that answer, um, you know, as far as that goes. But there is evidence to say when people are working right next to each other, it spreads much more rapidly. And that's not a complete answer to your question, but that really seems to be the only data that's out there at this moment in time. No, I think that's good. I mean, you, you heard comments a month or so ago when construction stayed open, you know, kind of in the negative sense that, you know, why is construction able to stay open? Those guys work closed, they're not. But it actually kind of shows you, you know, construction put the safeguards in place and really did have a heightened sense of awareness to this and were able to operate. And yeah, you have a job site that has one or two, but nothing like, you know, we're hearing like at Purdue chicken where you got two or 300 people, you know, they're getting it or one or two here and there's, you know, going to happen. Um, but I just think it speaks to the, the construction industry did take it seriously and we're thankful to be able to stay in business and did what they had to do to make sure that they're, customers and employees 
you know, are, are working safely and created safe environments that worked. I mean, the results don't show big hot spots on all these job sites where everybody's getting it. You know, you got one or two, that's going to happen, but it's not, it's not the average, you know, you're saying one or two at this site here and a hundred miles away, one or two, you know, so I just, it's, when you think back to when people were saying, why is construction allowed to be open? You know, I don't think that that's well, by taking it seriously and putting the controls in place, this kind of shows you that if you do put those measures in place, you can continue to operate, um, which construction did. So just kind of kudos to the construction industry that did take it seriously. Well, and I think it's obvious to, to uh, everybody out there now, um, we all knew this ahead of time, but, you know, the construction industry is the best industry that exists. Um, we, we, we build, not only do we build America, but we uh, keep the economy rolling. We keep our people safe. Um, and, uh, you know, I can't think of a better industry that there would be out there um, than the construction industry. Um, so... I, I would agree with that. I think we, all kidding aside, I think the construction industry really has led the way um, as well as showcased um, what can be done when we're willing to adapt and uh, to uh, take to heart uh, keeping our employees safe. Well, and, and, and I think when you said adapt, that's a great word because, you know, not only did we adapt, but it was just over a very short period of time um, you know, we really changed a lot of the, the things that we did and to protect our employees and, and, you know, to make sure that people knew we were an essential business and, and we could be very safe in this time. Thanks for joining us today for the podcast from the Associated Builders and Contractors of Cumberland Valley. If you'd like more information about us, please check our website at abccvc.org. Until next time, thanks.